Hi, my friends, and welcome to today's episode. I'm so glad that you found us here today. Allison Sullivan is my co-host today, and we have a very good conversation. We laugh a lot, but we also get into some pretty deep topics. We talk about seasonal depression. We talk about anxiety. We talk about soccer. We talk about spelling bees. We, we compare soccer to spelling bees. Um, we have a great, great show for you today. We hope that you enjoy it. If you do, please hit subscribe. Uh, one disclaimer. Uh, is I made a mistake during the recording in our first about 20 minutes of the conversation. My mic was muted. So good news and bad news is uh, we thought about, you know, we were 20 minutes in, we were pretty much done with the first segment. We were like, do we re-record all of that? But Allison and I discussed it and we were like, we were never going to be able to recreate what we did in the first segment. We thought it was actually pretty good. So I apologize for uh, the audio quality, but the good news is, is that I'm incredibly loud and uh, you can still hear me through Allison's mic. So again, I apologize for, uh, you know, we're lacking the quality that we usually have here uh, for the first about 20 minutes or so. Uh, but we really wanted to share this part of the conversation with you because um, we could have re-recorded it and we decided not to. So um, we hope that you enjoy it. Please forgive us for this lack of quality on the audio side. Um, if you start listening and you don't like it, we you know there will be a link down below, whether you're on YouTube or listening to the podcast. It's about 20 minutes in, or you can just click that link and it'll take you to the second segment where um, I uh, turned on all the microphones. So uh, thanks. Sorry. Hope you enjoy the show anyway. Yeah. Have fun. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Allison Jemima Sullivan. Hello! Hi, Taylor. It's nice to see you. And you. Uh, I have to pretend like you're not here literally all the time. I know. Without me. I <laughs> have worn out my welcome in so many ways to everyone except Felicity. Yeah, she loves you. She, she will welcome me back you. again and again, and I'm here for it. She's not here, though, so yeah. uh, new rule. You can't be here. <laughs> yes. uh, I had a realization. It was at last week's mass, um, and you were there. Uh, oh, yes. And speaking of Felicity, mm. it was very funny. So uh, because of life, and you have a very large family, and you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing uh, like half of your family at mass, because y'all tend to split. Sometimes, yes. So uh, I'm sitting in mass. This is the second week of Advent, um, and uh, like three pews ahead of me, mm -hmm. I see your husband. I see Manny. I see one of your girls. I don't know which one's which. Uh, and I think that's it. Okay. Okay. So I see them. And then Felicity, like five minutes into mass, like she adores you. She loves you. She talks about you all the time. We went out to eat last night at Cotton Patch, which is like, I think it's a chain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I a, did. Yeah. A, uh, America. Probably a Southern chain, yeah. but yeah. We hadn't been, it's not in our normal rotation. We hadn't been there in like, I mean, we maybe go like two or three times a year to yeah. a specific restaurant. And one of the times that we went, it was me, you, I believe my wife. Yeah, Sam and, was there. And Felicity. And she was like, oh, this is where Miss Allison was. Like, she was, I don't know if she thought you were going to be there, but she just, like, had this memory from over a year. It was, well, I was going to say, like, that might have been two years ago. So uh, she just adored you. So we're sitting in mass, and she's like, Dad, I think Miss Allison's here. And, you know, we can pretty clearly see your husband and half yeah. of your family. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, mm. I don't think I don't think she is. Because she was, like, excited. Yeah. Uh, and then we're leaving this mass, and 
I see you leaving. And I'm like, oh, like I told my daughter, she's like, I don't think she is. And she was, I'm facing forward in the picture. Yeah, of course. She's and she's like backwards. in your lap. Like, yeah. She's facing backwards. She's looking at you as she's saying this to me. Because you, you actually wear this mask. You split family, but not masses. Your, your no. husband and half the kids sat in, in the front, and then you me and the boys sat in the back. The we slipped in late. We slipped in late. Yes. Yeah. So it was just very funny that I told my five-year-old, like, oh, no, sweet out. Yeah, that's, that's not. The rest of the yeah. I, 40 minutes later, I realized she was staring at you as she told me this. Felicity, Probably trust yourself, honey. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're sitting in this mess, and I realized pretty quickly um, that podcasting has absolutely broken me as a human being. I'm intrigued. Okay. I need, I need to hear this. Uh, so do you, this is, I'm putting you on the spot. Okay. Do you remember anything about the homily? I know like most of us don't remember the homily like 30 um, minutes after we go. Do you remember anything at all? So confession, when I say that we slipped in late, we slipped in like the last two minutes of the homily. Oh, so you were there for the part that I really want to talk about. Okay, great, great. But so here's here's how the homily started. It's um, it was you know second week of Advent, and he says there are um, three major characters in Advent that I would like to talk about. And he says number one, and then he talks about Isaiah mm. for quite some time because the first reading mm-hmm. was from Isaiah. It's you know from the from the root of Jesse will come the stuff, mm-hmm. you know Jesus essentially, mm-hmm. right? And uh, you know the 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 ass will lay down with the chicken and the adder will lay down with the child or whatever. Yeah. Like okay. List, yeah. Leopards right? and lambs. And yeah. yes, all that stumps and shoots and uh, which all the things. My, my biggest focus as I was hearing the reading, not during the, the homily, but during the reading, they were like, Oh yes. And the children's will play by the, the snakes. Oh. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm never letting my kids do that. Like Jesus could come back and like, tell me it's okay. And I'd be like, Away. Still no. Yeah. <laughs> Got a little PTSD right. around my time on earth. <laughs> um, so Isaiah was first. And then he said, the second main character that I would like to talk about uh, is uh, John the Baptist. Because mm-hmm. John the Baptist was in the gospel and how he was, you know, he was talking about like all like the preparing the way and how we need to be preparing the way for Jesus. Like pretty, mm-hmm. yeah. pretty Advent stuff. Like sure. Stuff we've all heard before. Right. And then he says number three. And when he says number three, I'm like, you know, we're, we're a good, like, eight to ten minutes into this homily. Mm-hmm. And so let's say it was ten minutes. That means number one was about five minutes. Okay. Number two was about five minutes. So he says number three, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be a substantial homily, yeah. right? And then he said, number three, stay tuned. Oh. And then he walked away. Yeah. Yeah. And went and sat down, and, like, Mass went... Like, in me, like, there was not a split second in my brain between when he said, stay tuned, and I immediately heard after a message from our sponsors in my brain. That's what I heard immediately. <laughs> I'm in the Catholic Mass. We just heard all these readings. We heard the holly. The liturgy of the word is now over. Perfect. Place. Yeah. Halfway through. Yeah. 20-something minutes in. That's where commercials go. Yeah. So I literally like was like. He said, stay tuned and walked off. Like we were going to hear like, you know. Okay. And then, or we no, but, have a message for the same yeah. people in the congregation today. And then he was going to come back up and talk about Mary or whatever. And that's what I'm, I'm keep thinking of like, what would the ads be? Like, hey guys, it's great up here. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Get it together. Uh, if you become a Catholic priest, you can get the best seating reserved at Christmas Mass. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, this is great. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. No. I, so my brain did not go there. Mm-hmm. So I have not been broken by by podcasting. I, I 100% was. At, so, like, what he meant was, is he... Come back to mass next next week, and what he is doing is, or it seems pretty apparent to me, is like he's doing a series for Advent because yes, um, we did not make mass in the morning, so we went to the five thirty mass on time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> uh, I'm kidding; we were two minutes late. <laughs> we heard the the truth, God, look at you! You couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. You tried. Um, so what he's doing, he, he is. Um, we have a very interesting things happening with our pastors. As I mm. mentioned to people that have been listening the last few months, mm-hmm. our pastor uh, took a well-deserved sabbatical after 17 years, his first sabbatical ever. My goodness. Seven, not yes. every 17, took a sabbatical. So he's been gone for the last three months. He actually mm-hmm. just got back. Um, so our associate pastor uh, has been the like acting pastor for mm-hmm. the last three months. And, there's because you know things have been very good for the last year, and if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that things were not very good, right. very not good before that. But there's been one person who is a visiting priest who has essentially acted as our associate pastor, yes, for a couple of years now, right, and been some stability, for, for, stability, for yes. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. I I don't know a ton about, it, but he's some kind of like like scientific doctor, okay, who's also a Catholic priest. So he's here at Texas A&M doing like biology or chemistry. Cool. I did not know that. Okay. He's here for research. He's Interesting. He's a priest of this diocese. Huh. But he was like, I'm coming to do this thing. I'm a priest and I still want to like, serve. yeah. So he's been serving in our parish. Fascinating. Very good. Cool. So um, because of all the stuff going on with our pastors, like our associate pastor has been a so fixture. Essentially. Yeah. He's uh, the, the guy. Yeah. He's been, he, this doctor has been a fixture, but he also doesn't like, he doesn't like come into the office because he's busy. During the sure, week. sure, sure. He yeah. helps on weekend masses and for like yes. confessions and stuff. He, sure. He helps with the liturgical stuff. He doesn't have like a role in the parish other than just the sacraments, right? Um, so because of that, um, they worked it out that every Sunday night mass is this priest, uh-huh. Father McManaman. Yes. Um, so w- what he's doing, why he said stay tuned is he's doing a series on like Advent key characters like on the first week, second week, third week, fourth week yes. of Advent. And like that 530 community is a pretty consistent community. Yeah. It's a it's 80% consistent community and 20% those yeah, who missed That missed it in the right. morning. Yeah. Right. Uh, the last chance kind of thing. So that's what he meant. He might he meant stay tuned, come back to mass, this very nice um thing, but it was just very funny. Which is what every other single person heard. Right, right. Well, <laughs> after a word from our sponsor. And then I just kept going through the possible sponsors for of, Mass. Yeah, that's a good time. How it's literally the perfect time because you're going from segment one of the Mass to mm-hmm. segment two. Mm-hmm. Segment one of the Liturgy of the Word just ended. Now you're going to the segment two of the Liturgy of the Eucharist. It's, yeah. It's a perfect time. Yeah. For. It's it's um, the the two minute the two minute break that you hit skip 30, skip 30, skip 30 right, for. Exactly. <laughs> You've all timed it out. You know how many times to hit the skip 30 because what actually it's funny that you say the break because that's actually what i've been saying for years actually is that part of the mass yeah what what happens right there it's the offertory hymn oh pays attention that's when i check that's when you that's when yes the bathroom. That's when, when you the said you get on your phone i was like wait that's allowed yeah i've been only I, during intermission if you do it during <laughs> the word of the liturgy eucharist it offends jesus but if you do it during catholic intermission which is the offertory hymn it only would offend the musicians and if they can't see you it's fine 
Uh, well, that you being a musician, I do take. Uh, I will take that permission. Yeah, I think it, that's valid, especially if I'm. Yeah, if if you're dispensing it. When I'm when I'm fine. Well. Um, so that was the first thing that I realized that um, podcasting has broken me. But as mass kept going, one of the things that I um, was realizing, I kind of kept going. Yeah, with, thinking like, of that thought, like yeah, right, 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 right. I was like, yeah. How has my life been changed by? Podcasting. Mm -hmm. And there's been a theme that I have noticed a lot. Obviously, I've been podcasting for seven years, but like there's been a theme over the last few weeks where I've kind of been at war with myself. Okay. Um, I very like I I I have great people in my life and I have great conversations with people. I love. Mm -hmm. I've loved a lot of the conversations I've had with friends and with uh, whether it's, uh, you know, friendship, just kind of hanging out or if it's like ministry stuff, there's a lot going on at the parish. There's been a lot going on with Forte Catholic behind the scenes. Like I've enjoyed these conversations. Yeah. But after almost every conversation, I leave thinking that I talk too much. Mm. I'm sorry, every conversation on the podcast or every conversation in real life? In real life. In real life. And I think it's because of the podcast, because I am so used to talking into this microphone and people listening for about an hour and... That you don't <laughs> have, not not a filter, That's but a, a gauge for when to quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because ordinarily, these people would be interjecting their, either their own ideas or... Um, even if it's just, so, so one thing, the reason I don't like, um, having to do this is because, well, first of all, you get mad at me about not being too, um, close enough to the microphone, but like, I know when to interject. I know, I know when to interject based on a lot of your facial expressions or like when you're taking a breath or whatever. So I'll shut up. Um, not happening, but the, but yeah, so you're not taking cues as much as you would be. Yeah, and and like especially, I think at least with the podcast, like the main episodes and the main bulk of the of the podcast episode, it's like I'm talking to my co. Yes, you, and yes. These conversations, so there is that give and take, and it's actually really funny. Ever since this has popped up in my head, I've gone and looked because there's essentially in every audio editor or video editor, there's two tracks for our audio. Mm. So there's like I can see when I talk. How much time? You talk. Yeah, and. For the most part, we want it to be relatively 50%, right? Yeah. And, like, I even kind of have this idea of, like, if I'm going to tell a story, like, in a, in a segment, I know that I'm going to talk more in that segment. Sure. Than, like, if you would. Like, if I'm yeah. telling this long story. But So then, like, I try to, like, build in, like, in the next segment, I'll be like, hey, what's been going on with you? Right. Or, right. or a segment that you had an idea for. And then it kind of balances out, right? But I feel like in a lot of my real-life conversations, I've been broken by, like, do reading my commercials ironically enough we talked about commercials for mass but like yeah or when i do like our catholic perspective series i'm just staring at a camera yeah and people are responding like you said earlier like people listening want to interject yeah believe me i know because i get their interjections later it's very funny because we record this sometimes two weeks early yeah and then people will listen like a week or two later yeah it's been a month and people are like i can't believe you said that i'm like i don't know said but you're probably right right <laughs> right it probably was out there uh so people are interjecting and like i listen to podcasts and i'm often like why they say it or why do they say that last yeah yeah but there's not that interaction but i've had plenty of phone calls real life real life conversations yeah. where i leave it saying 
I talk too much and they, like all these things being like, I made it more about me than I made it about them. Mm. They asked me more questions than I asked them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good interior question. I think that's a, that's a, that's never a wasted look. You know, I mean, I think that you should always ask yourself that question. Um, I don't think that you need to perseverate on it because. I'm perspiring. <laughs> <laughs> or perspire. No perseverating, no perspiring, no stress, no sweat, no just um, no repetitive thoughts because I have not experienced you that way. I feel like you're supposed to be that way on your show, but I don't feel like you're ever like talking at people. It might mean that you're working too much. I mean, if you feel like some habits are kind of seeping in to your everyday, normal, you know, personal relationship life, maybe you need just a good sabbatical. I do. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the holidays. Yeah. Like I'm getting to the point, you know, like the, the checklist that runs my life. Yes. That runs my life. Yes. Like it's very cool to see it. Like it gets dwindling yeah. before Christmas. Which yeah. It's really exciting. So no, but I think that's a good question. And I, because I do this too, I tend to do it at 3 AM, which is never helpful. Um, and I also, there, uh, there are a few triggers in my life that make me concerned. I feel like you, you can, I, I feel like you, I feel, I, can, uh, I feel like you have in my life. Here's one. <laughs> I feel like you might be a trigger. No, I feel like you you do this too on occasion, which is um, asking yourself, are all my friends mad at me? Is everybody mad at me right now? And so to me- I don't have to ask that question anymore because they're all gone. I thought you were going to say because they all are. It has been determined, confirmed. My friends are not mad at me because people that were my friends were mad at me and they are no longer my friends. And then- Yes. Well, you need to listen to this last episode on Center St. Sister. It's going to be so good, but it's about that. It's about, yeah, (laughs) indeed. Um, But about relational resiliency. But here's what I was going to say. So those questions of, did I talk too much? Did I say the wrong thing? Was that dumb? Um, Are they thinking about this? Um, Is everyone mad at me? Did that mean they were mad at me? The question, the real question is not, did I talk too much? The real question is, what am I anxious about right now? So I think that there's an element of anxiety that runs underneath a lot of those. I still think it's it's a valid look, um, but then to be able to let it go when something's not true. Yeah, and I do think that I've had a lot of anxiety over the last few weeks. So it's interesting that this has been happening this thing that doesn't usually happen for me. Right. Um, and I think that's both a positive and a negative. The positive of it is that I'm thinking about it. And sure. Therefore, if I'm thinking about it, I'm going to act accordingly. Right. right? And hopefully right. If, correct some behavior. The other part could be maybe I don't need to be correcting behavior. Maybe it is. I hadn't thought about it because like, I, I can't think of a moment where I have like anxiety about a particular conversation, but I just have anxiety in general. Mm-hmm. And it's been over the last few weeks. Yeah. I noticed that this started coming in the last few weeks. So maybe you're right. But it can turn up as it can turn up as that. So I can tell you all day long, hey, are, you know, if someone asks me, are you stressed? And I'll say, no, I'm, I'm good. But I have a fever blister and my hair's coming out in clumps and the, oh, you know, I just. <laughs> <laughs> We're all kinds Which of messed of up. <laughs> I hide mine a little better. Um, So, yeah, 
Well, <laughs> sort of. Um, but anyway, yeah. So yeah, I I don't like that for you, but I don't know that it's useless. You know, it's a good indicator. Yeah. And once you learn the indicators on your dashboard, if you will, um, like, oh, this light's blinking, this light's blinking. It's like, oh, okay, well, now I can attend to that. You just said the light was blinking. And, I got it. and it started. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> gotta fix it. <laughs> so, yes. There you go. There you have it. Yeah. Um, I heard something in the middle, like, in the midst of this last couple of weeks where this has been popping up a lot. And it's something that I've heard a lot before. And I don't know if I've ever really been good at it, but it's been, it's been connected to these conversations. Um, I've heard that a lot of good leaders make you feel like you're the most important person in the room, <laughs> even though they probably are, <laughs> you know, like they say this about generals and actors and <laughs> athletes or whatever. Yeah. Like clearly they're more important than us, you know, like, yeah. but they like good leaders make you feel like you were the most Absolutely. important Yeah. And I, I, what I've been thinking about is like when I am by myself recording stuff, it's like, I'm the most important person in the room because I'm the only person in the room. Like, like, yeah. Like, it's not even like an argument of like, oh, who's more important, me or Allison? It's just me and a yeah. camera, <laughs> yeah, and a microphone, yeah. Uh, so then, like, when I go into conversations, I've left thinking like, oh, I think I made myself more important mm. than mm -hmm. I, I made them, and I, I'm starting to see a connection. And maybe, maybe it is what it, like I, th I'm thinking making connections that I didn't even plan to make, but like, I think the anxiety is. I think I have been kind of lonely. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of my friends are busy and stressed mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. like, I don't want to bother them with my yeah. life, you know? And so I think when I finally do sit down and have a conversation with somebody, yeah, it's like, I have a lot to say because I haven't really talked to anybody mm. in a while. So. Yeah. Wow. Look, that's, look at that breakthrough. that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a lot. The other thing too, though, is that I, I, so as far as good leaders, um, being interested instead of interesting, um, so that shift, I think that that's a really, it has to be an intentional practice because you're safeguarding against narcissism. So like, so like take someone that's leading a large group, it would be so easy. And let's say you have, you know, a lot of confidence and a little charisma and you're getting all these compliments a million times a day. It's a really good practice to keep your feet on the ground, which is right where they should be. You know, nobody's ever that great or that bad, you know? And so it's a good practice to, um, I think I'm both of those people constantly <laughs> that you're that bad and that great. Yeah. 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 No, I, I totally, I get it. <laughs> but that practice of keeping your feet on the ground is asking yourself, am I interested or interesting, interested or interesting? I want to be interested. Mm -hmm. So walking into a room and saying for me, because I'm shy, um, it, the practice is walking into a room instead of waiting. I am instead of, <laughs> Of all the stories you've told me of when you walk into a room with a friend you haven't seen in a while and you sprint to them, the monkey hug, jump into their arms. Yeah, but that's a bestie. Super it's shy. so different. <laughs> in the middle of an airport, people like start filming. No, but but I have to like if I'm in a party or a social situation, my coaching is the sentence there you are instead of here I am because I could very easily just sit in a corner and twiddle my thumbs with my own thoughts and wait for someone to come and make me feel comfortable instead of oh you know walking over to someone and making them feel comfortable so I think there are these things that keep leaders in check or that keep um 
people with power. Um, and so I think what you're describing is that you're in a situation where, where you feel powerful a good portion of your day. And does that need to be countered and checked and kept in balance? Yes, that is a good, holy, healthy practice. But if it becomes like intrusive or in ro- or robs you of sleep or isn't true, like if you're telling yourself things that aren't true about yourself, then that's a problem and probably more about anxiety than it is about good coaching. Yeah. Well, good. I, I think this was helpful. Um, I, whenever we come back, we're going to do another segment about depression. So <laughs> let's do it. Let's just dive right in. Seasonal depression right before Christmas. Who'd have thought, you know, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. <laughs> Lately, we've had a lot going on on our YouTube channel. Uh, Not only do we have a weekly full video uh, of this episode of this podcast every single week, we also have our A Catholic Perspective series where I look at some of our favorite movies, TV shows, stuff from pop culture, and see where the true good and beautiful is in it. Where does it connect with our faith? Where does it not? Uh, We also have a a show by a podcaster you might have heard of. Her name is Allison Sullivan. She has... Um, she's in season nine of Sinner Saint Sister. It's such a great podcast. And the video of that podcast now lives on the Forte Catholic channel. Um, so go hit subscribe at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Check out all the things that we have going on there. We'd really appreciate it. We, we hope that you enjoy it. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Allison Sullivan. Uh, you have uh, something that you would like to discuss here today on the show. Do I? What is it? <laughs> I'm trying to give you a chance to lead the conversation so I don't feel like I talk too much. I have so many things. I don't, which one? We, I, we, we, like, we, what? I don't know. Are you really? Yes. You really don't know? I don't. You, Santa? Literally Santa. never listen to me in between segments. Santa. Every time we have in between segments, I you ch- stare at your phone. I checked my TikTok. I talk to you and you go, uh huh. And what I told you was, hey, we're going to start with that soccer conversation that you brought up. And you go, okay. See, because I don't think, because I don't think that was my topic. That became your topic when, because you put a new spin on it with <laughs> the, <laughs> with the, you had a different angle. So I didn't see it as mine anymore. But yes, I did ask if you wanted to talk about how Americans don't like soccer, which I think that you are not one of them. You do like soccer. No. You don't like soccer? No. Well, I tried to schedule something during a soccer game, and you were like, that's when the soccer game's on. Yeah. I Explain like, yourself. I am a real American. Okay. I hate soccer. I think it's incredibly stupid. Uh-huh. I think it's very slow-paced. Okay. I think ties are stupid. Yeah. I think the fact that they don't stop time when someone gets injured, and then they just add some arbitrary time at the end. Mm. It's the year of our Lord 2022. Heckin' almost 2023. And we, we can't just stop time and just like, it should end at 45 minutes. You should, you just brought in our Lord. I like the, this is a global sport. Like we are the, we are the weirdos here. We all know Jesus played American football. <laughs> it's pretty clear. There is simply no way that he would condone all of the, the chaos and injury and mayhem in American football. Jesus. We so disrespect the sport of soccer that we don't even call it football, which is the rest, which is what the rest of the world calls it. In fact, we're like, no, no, we're going to make up our own sport and we're going to call that football. You know, there's a perfect analogy for this that you actually do in your real life, as do I, as does every Catholic listening to this show. 
we believe that we are right, <laughs> that we are members of the one true church. Yes, other people can have their fun. You know, the, the Protestants, the Jews, the Muslims, heck, even other believers and atheists, they can have their own fun, right? But who's ultimately right about this? It's us. So do I have the audacity to say that the Catholic Church is the true church? I do, because I wouldn't be here if I didn't oh. believe it. So I also have the same do audacity to say Do other Christians make you I, no, better? I'm, I'm saying something here. Because not your the, angles, to talk. <laughs> the angles, the angles of being able to see a full picture. Go ahead. Yes, the Catholic Church is like American football. <laughs> that's the point. We're that, that, that's what we're nailing down. Same, same. Um, but like every other um, American, when uh, America is playing a sport against other countries, of course I'm going to watch it. You think I care about curling or okay. gymnastics? Okay, that's or a fair point. That's alpine a fair point. skiing? I don't care. But, but you would never tune in to like Germany versus Name Portugal. Any other country. <laughs> can't do it no I, I, I like i don't care like Alaska. i'm done watching the world cup because america is out um in the same way I, i've never watched like every four years we get these sports no one tends to care about now i actually care about one of them quite a bit track and field but like that's one out of all of the sports in the olympics i don't care about swimming but you know what i don't care about swimming at all but when Michael Phelps and Ryan Lochte are in the pool, okay. I am locked in. Okay. Um, okay. So I think that this brings up a valid point. Would you care about soccer if America was the best? No, it wouldn't change at all because I would, I would, the only thing that would have changed is I would have watched more games in the World Cup than I did. I watched all of America's games in the World Cup. Okay. The only way I would have watched more is if they kept playing. I have a hypothesis that I don't know that I'm right about, which is that I think the reason that we don't like it, like maybe we should, I don't know, is that we're not the best because the whole world plays it and it's we're just not the best at it. It's, it's just a boring sport. I agree with you that I don't like a tie. I, that's not closure. It's very stupid. I need a winner. It's also very low scoring. So that's, I mean, I, I get that. Um, I don't like it either. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm just trying to figure out why we don't like it. And if it's a shortcoming on our part, then I would, you know, I'd like to fix that. Because it's long and boring with a few very important parts. And Jesus had already created something like that. It's called the Catholic Mass. So he had to balance it and couldn't play soccer. He had to play American football. Okay. Lots of excitement. So, so like he, Jesus built the perfect Sunday. Mass is quiet, contemplative, slow paced. Uh-huh. One hour, uh-huh. nine hours of American football. He built the perfect Sunday. Wow. Okay. The Lord's Day. I mean, we don't do we did we play soccer on the Lord's Day? No, we played it on pagan weekdays. OK, but you understand that that's just your geolocation. I mean, if you lived in England, it would be soccer. If I was born in Saudi Arabia, I'd be a Muslim. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> because I think that there is like some some uh, things beyond that that are not intrinsic. Things that are like external that are determining how we feel about this thing that everyone else seems to love except us. I'm just trying to figure it out. I just want to know. Have you ever thought it's that maybe it's not because we're not good at it. It's because it's the only thing they're good at. 
Oh, I mean, that's we're good at everything. valid, but okay. But why is that? <laughs> because we're better, stronger, faster. I, and I'm talking about the Catholic Church here, not the American soccer team. <laughs> These are fun analogies. I'm having way too much fun with this. <laughs> you make me want to hit you. I like wanted to hug you in the last segment. And now I want to punch you. We're on par. Everything's Re- great. Remember earlier when you said <laughs> that people wanted to respond and react to things that I said on the yes, show? Yes, yes. I bet no one's doing that. Well, <laughs> so, I think you're going to get a lot of mail. I think you're going to get a lot of mail from people that either heartily agree with you that soccer sucks or all of the reasons that it's the best. Here's the thing is I try. Yeah. Like I was, I, I, I was, I was always against soccer completely until eight years ago. And I was working in youth ministry and some of the like teens and young adults on like on the youth ministry group really liked it. So mm-hmm. I tried and mm-hmm. I watched the world cup eight years ago and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And then I watched, um, no, I didn't watch. Did I watch it? I, th- I think I maybe watched like one game in the last one because we weren't in it four yeah. years ago. Um, and this time, like I really tried. Like sports culture is trying to push it in America. It's try- you know it's growing and they're trying to make it grow more. And I really, really, really tried. And the stuff that I hated happened the most in the American games, like oh. ties, yeah, and low scoring, yeah, and uh, faking Fake, injuries, yeah, yeah, and the you know, flopping, a forty-five minute half taking seventy-nine minutes, like. It, it, it's so stupid. And mm. I like, I tried, I gave, you know, my, my hour and a half. What did we play? Four games, three games. And then, and then one in the, in the 16 round, I, I gave an, I, I tried, like yeah. I was in, I planned my life around it. I made you not come record. Like I didn't do work. I moved call. Like I moved stuff. And like, this thing still gets This done, is all valid. These are all I valid tried. points. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. And I'm only more entrenched in how I feel about it now. Okay. Now I have a question Okay. because if you were devoted to some actual people that you really care about, um, because I love that a hypothetical. <laughs> let's just say, let's just say you care about someone <laughs> because I would watch my daughter play soccer all day. So like, and by the way, in my school, soccer was the big deal in my high school. So the cool guys, well, the cool guys played football too, but like the cool guys were soccer players and we like, (laughs) no one's ever said that ever. (laughs) It was, it was maybe a bit of a Texas anomaly, but, um, like they went to state and all that and we loved it. Like, I mean, we're out there in the cold and we, I mean, it was about soccer games. So I have very fond memories of watching real people play but i i do agree with you that watching a soccer game like a big professional is it that the field is so big like it just i I think a smaller field would make it a little more um contact like body contact Mm -hmm. which is entertaining i don't know because i i like it in real life is my point yeah i don't like it on tv maybe it's like golf golf i don't want to watch people play golf no me neither ever Anytime, um, under okay. any circumstances. But I would beat you at putt-putt. No way. No. Really? No. My wife would kill both of us. But I, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's very good. See, I think I have a splinter skill at putt-putt. My family... A splinter skill? Yeah. It's like this one weird thing that you can do really well. I wouldn't know that term because I'm so good at many things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I, have, I have quite the transition for us. Uh-huh. I talked last week about how my my son won his like class spelling bee. I talked about that with uh, with Father Anthony on last week's show. Yes. Um, this week they had the like um, school wide spelling bee. All competitors. So um, I I would so essentially what it was is like 
my sons in fourth grade. So they had like the third grade winners all the way through the eighth grade winners. Like they bust kids over from the junior high. It's like, this can't be fair. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like a third grade or a eighth grade. I was like, I, I leaned over. It was my wife, me, you, and and your husband. Yeah. We're all sitting together at, at this thing because both of our kids were in this, in this school-wide spelling bee. And I leaned over to him and I was like, could you imagine if they shipped the eighth graders over here to play football against our third graders? Right. Like, there's, it's not fair. And yet in yeah. these we're like, yeah, totally. It's fine. Fair. It's fine. So um, I am here to say that I think spelling bees mm-hmm. are exactly like soccer. I, I think spelling I wa- bees. I want to hear you connect these dots. <laughs> They're incredibly boring. Okay. Incredibly boring. Okay. They have very stupid rules. They're often unfair. Um, And while they are boring and take a long time, there are split moments that are incredibly nerve wracking. Mm. So like going back to the World Cup, it's like like there was was a zero to zero game, incredibly boring for 90 minutes. Uh But when we needed to score and there was like 10 minutes left, like there were moments where you're just like, (gasps) yeah. And then they kick it away and they play with the ball in the middle of the field for the next 15 Heart minutes. Heart rates but up, like, like oh, yes. you know, when they get a, a cross into the, in, into the box, like, uh-huh. boom, like it's super intense for like ha- half a second. Yes. That's how I felt watching this spelling. So game. when your kid is up, all, I mean, all bets are off. You're like gripped. It was not just my kid. It was also yours. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm yeah, sitting next yeah. to you and I care about you and your family. Right. So like, it, like I was so <laughs> bored and they're like, they're spelling, they start off with like very, right. That like, was, are, that's the real problem. These are the class champions. And yeah. you're like, Hey, spell hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really did start out with three little um, words. But like, so I was bored because there was like what, 14, 16, 14 to 16 competitors or whatever. Right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, my son and your daughter were like two or three people apart. So like for those, that 60 seconds, I was like locked in. And then the rest of the time I'm like playing on my phone. Cause like, I don't care right. about these other kids. Right. Um, so I think that that spelling bees are just like, soccer. so do you know what I was doing during the spelling bee? <laughs> because I want everyone to win all the time. And so, so much so that I would go to little league and I would just cheer for whoever was doing well. It didn't matter to me what team they were on. And my oldest son at the time, he's like five. And he was like, mom, I don't think you understand the rules. Right. Like, this is, me. yeah. Why do you, want, like, do you want to go home with that other kid? Like, <laughs> I think you're confused. When I'm just like, you know, I like seeing kids doing brave things. So I like seeing kids doing brave things. Like they are in this high pressure moment. I mean, you walk up to the microphone, you adjust it to be heard well, you get Get your word and give it your best shot. And then there's either like a victorious walk back or the walk of shame. And I had to pull, I was wearing a sweater and I had to pull my sweater up over half of my face so that I would not mouth the correct spelling to the participants. Right. Any of them. Didn't matter like, which one. Not just my kid, but like any of them. So that that's what I was doing. And it felt nothing like soccer. Oh, I, thought it was the same. I literally, <laughs> while I was there, I was like, I wrote down in my phone, spelling bees. Because like I'm soccer. not coaching them how to play soccer. I have no idea how to do that. But I do know how to spell. Were you ever a spelling bee champion? Uh, so I talked about this last week. I did. We didn't do spelling bees. I've never competed in okay, spelling okay. bee. But, but you're the a good big spelling. story from last. Yes, the big story from last week was that we had like grammar competitions, like oh. spelling, punctuation, like all that stuff. Yeah. Was, it was all part of it. Yeah. And the big story from last week, obviously, you you missed it. Yeah. Was I that um, I I was the champion like every week, and I lost one, and I banged my head into a wall. That's how I deal with. It. <laughs> 
Wow. Losing. losing. <laughs> Chris is so much cooler than you. <laughs> yeah. So speaking speaking of which, um, that I, I took that one note, and that was going to be my only note from the spelling bee. And then everything fell apart very yeah. quickly. Yeah. So again, I'm sitting with it's me, you, my wife, and your husband. And Chris goes up, and there's a few people left. And they're in this, this round, right? So a few people left. And he gets the word peeved. Peevish. Peeved. Peevish. Promise. Sorry. I'm peeved. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he spells it P-E-E-V-I-S-H, if it's peevish, right? And they say, no, I'm sorry, that's wrong. And I'm like, I, I go through like all these emotions. I'm like, oh, no, he got it wrong. Like, I'm sad. I know he's going to be sad. And I was like, that's how I would have spelled it. And so I like instantly start Googling on my phone. Like Chris is walking towards me because, you know, he's we've been working with him on dealing with disappointment. And like sometimes if, you know, if, if he does something wrong in sports or, or gets something wrong in class mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. he tends to, to cry. He doesn't take it very well. So yeah. we've been working on trying to handle the emotions a little bit better and, you know, still we still care. But you know, yeah. we don't need to be crying every time this happens. Right. Uh, so we've been we've been working on that. And. So I know he's coming towards me. So I'm like, I need to comfort him. But at the same time, I'm like, like in my mind, I'm like, it must be P-E-A-V. Right. Like, like, because I got it wrong. Mm -hmm. And then I like, you're looking at me like you're a published author and you're like, he spelled it right. I'm like, I think he spelled it right. My wife's looking at she doesn't know how to spell. And she's like, I think he spelled it right too. And then like Seth doesn't know how to spell it either. We're all sitting there. Seth's like, yeah, it's (laughs) P-E-A. But like I'm, I'm thinking about it. So then, so then. By that, I look it up real quick, and by that time, Chris gets to me, and he's crying. So I spend, like, the next few minutes, like, comforting him. And then you keep looking over at me, and you're like, he spelled it right. So I keep looking it up, and I keep looking for, like, because they said there's a homonym. You know, it's like, it could Uh, be. So I was thinking, like, maybe there's a peevish P-E-E that means one thing, and a peevish P-E-A that means another thing. Like, I'm going through all these things, so I keep looking up P-E-A-V-I-S-A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking up over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, he spelled it right. Yeah. They said he got it wrong and he spelled it right. So I go up to like one of the judges and I'm like, I was glad you did. Chris spelled it correctly. How did he get it wrong? And they said he spelled it P E E E V I S H. And I'm like, no, no one ever has spelled. Would put an extra E in because it's already so laborious to say P E E V. Right. So like, if he anything, you would leave one out. Right. He's he, so, and like, he's crying and he's like, I, I was like, buddy, you got it right. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know, like, yeah. and it wasn't just me. It was me, you, like four grown adults. Yeah. Like, no, four people in consensus. Like, correctly, what? Right. But then you have the other four that are in another set of consensus, so I guess. What, what, it, what they said was what the, what the judge said was that two, two of the three of us heard three E's. And P E E V V. It's those are all E sounds, right? So he so four E sounds in correct. a row. Yeah. And I go up. They're not going to change it. We don't have video evidence. You know, nobody's yeah. video. Like, so we just have to deal with this. Yeah. So now my son's crying, and you made a. Uh, so he's crying. I try to comfort him, and then he he stops crying, and then he keeps crying, and then he stops crying, and then he keeps crying, and I'm like, what's going on? And you had an observation that I didn't realize that he was hearing these words that he knew how to spell knowing that he should still be in. Mm-hmm. So essentially what happens, he got knocked out Yeah. in that round. Everyone else got knocked out except for two people. Mm-hmm. And that was the finals. Yeah. 
So he should be in the finals, right? 100%. And there's no telling what could have happened in the finals. It's yeah. a different, you know, you know different, uh, you know, selection of words right. and all this stuff. But he should have at least been there. Yeah. He earned the chance to be in yeah. the finals and let things play out as, so as they frustrating. should. And he couldn't. And like, he was crying. I was incredible. Like, I was frustrated when it happened. Mm-hmm. The more I thought about, like, I spent all day yesterday, like, pretty upset. Yeah. Like, angry, I wondered. Upset, yeah. Sad, because it's like, he felt helpless because he's at, and he's like, I just did this thing. And all these adults are telling me that I did it wrong. And he, I know I did it right. Mm-hmm. He, he told me later after he kind of composed himself, it, peevish is one of the last words that he looked at before he came mm. in. He's like, I know I spelled it right. That's so frustrating. And Poor so, baby. Like, he felt helpless. I felt incredibly helpless. Helpless is a terrible emotion. Yeah. That is a terrible way to feel, especially in regards to our children. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, because I didn't know how you were. I kept thinking about it. I was going to text you and see what was happening over here. But it's because it's a lot of times when you have those things that you know you can't control. Okay, so there's nothing I can do about that. I'm pretty good about letting things go that I can't control. I can't there that I can't change. Okay, so this thing happened. I can't change it. And we're moving on. There's something about that because it's not just being unable to change it. It's justice. It's like that wasn't yeah. just, yeah, yeah. you know, that just eats at you. Yeah. Because like, yeah, exactly. It was like justice is giving people what they are due. Mm-hmm. And he was due. Yeah. Moving to the next round. Because well, he's, he's really right. good at it. Like <laughs> he's, you know, there's something about his way too. like he was the only one that um, that really commanded the microphone. So you can be proud of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was just really clear and loud and said things very confidently mm-hmm. when he was spelling. Everyone else was kind of like, like Rin. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> she spelled with question marks. And got A like, <laughs> E. <laughs> and got most of them right. Like yeah. obviously she got one wrong, yeah. but like, like she, she was like, you know, uh, uh, sure. S U R E. Like, you know, like, sure. <laughs> exactly. And they were like, correct. She's like, oh, oh cool. Okay, great. <laughs> um, but it, it was really hard because initially when he started crying, like all this stuff that we've been working on of like trying to yeah. keep control of our emotions and deal with our own failures and like all this stuff that we've been working on, it immediately shifted to like, this is something completely different and something yeah. we have not had to deal with. Right. With him. And honestly, something I haven't had to deal with in a long time. Yeah. Um, because, like, I was trying to think, of, like, I started feeling a little bit better throughout the day thinking about, like, sports, right? Because in sports, um, bad calls happen. It happens. Referees make bad calls. It, it might even cost the game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen this in sports. We've seen people calling for, like, you know, refs to be professional, like, all this stuff, right? Yeah. It's a thing that I have, I've kind of delved in those waters quite a bit. But, like, in this scenario, it's like you have one shot and one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted. <laughs> Would you capture or just let it slip? And, and like, uh, but like for real, like there's one moment and they got, they got, they made a mistake. They got the call wrong, right? They, these adults made a mistake and people make mistakes. That's, that's a thing. Just like refs make mistake in the second quarter. But this was like making a mistake in the fourth quarter on a pass interference call on the last play of the game and it changes the outcome of right, the game. Right? right. And there's nothing the other team can do about it. Yeah. And like not it, reviewable. Right. And it brought back the last time I was in this scenario, 
like where I felt this upset and this like this much injustice was it was a, a, a track a track and field thing. I coached at our local Catholic school and I had a kid that was like number one in the state in shot put and discus and should have been mm-hmm. the like easily the champion in both of them. So we go Friday, Friday afternoon. He wins one of them. I think he won. I think he won shot. Put. I can't remember. He won one of them. Right. Um, he won shot put. And then um, it got dark and the, the the officials were like, hey, we're going to have to call it. We can't see anymore. They're all like 85 year old men. Oh, right? wow. Like we can't see anymore. We'll meet back here at um, I think they said 9 a.m. Uh, you know, it's been years now, but like yeah. I knew the times very specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said we'll meet here at 9 a.m. And then we go home. I drive, I drive them home. I drive them up by myself early the next morning because the rest of the team is coming later. So like I drive them up, we're getting there. Um, you know, so we we get there at about eight 30. It's not like he's running. You don't have a huge warm up. It's just like, you know, go out, get a couple, a couple practice throws or whatever. We get there about 30, 40 minutes early. And they said, Oh, we started at eight. and <gasps> He missed all of his throws. We're not going to let him throw. Oh, and I go on. Oh, the tirade, right? no. They said, Oh, we sent out a tweet. I went and looked it up. They sent out a tweet at two o'clock in the morning. No, 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 no. We had to wake no. up at like six o'clock in the morning to get there on time. They sent out a tweet at two o'clock in the morning, changing the time to an hour earlier. What in the world? And so th- they, they said, we're not going to give him a throw. And I throw this tirade. I'm like, literally the last thing that we heard from the officials was nine o'clock. Y'all change it to I eight. I literally have Didn't chills. Tell us. That makes me so mad. They weren't going to give him any throws. He's supposed to get six. After my tirade, they said, okay, we'll give him one. He throws one time, gets second place but should have been the state champion. He should have gotten six throws. So it's just like, that's the last time that I felt this angry because, because it's so final. Yeah. Right? It's one of those things where it's like, yes, people make, so like I'm saying all this to say, like I really struggled with what's the lesson right. for Chris and what's the lesson for me. Right. Um, because it was so final and they weren't given a chance to do anything about it. So, so what'd you come up with? What is the lesson? I, it, it's a crappy one. It's it's that people make mistakes and we just have to deal with it. Yeah. Like this isn't heaven. Like right. <laughs> right. Like I kept trying to make this like spiritual point of like, oh, you know, even when bad things happen, God is still in control or whatever. Like I I kept trying to spiritualize it. And I'm just like, the only lesson is that people make mistakes and it's gonna suck. And that's just part of life. If that's not, I am telling you that that is the best lesson because if you would have strong armed some spiritual you know, I don't know, just kind of forced these spiritual dots to connect. I think it would have dismissed his very real and valid feelings of frustration and disappointment. And so I'm, I'm glad that it, that you just get to sit in that with him, Right. you know, like he's not alone. He knows that, you know, to have somebody upset with you is so healing. It's what our friendship is based on. <laughs> Just sitting in pain right, yeah. together. Your life sucks. My life sucks. Okay, let's talk Great. about it. Great. Yeah. We'll, we'll call it a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was just it was just difficult, right? And it was like it. I mean, it absolutely ruined my day yesterday. It's all I thought about. Think about this too, though. That I feel like a lot of times we do put pressure on ourselves to say the wise thing or to you know give Jesus glory in a moment. When a lot of times it's really just our presence. There's not, there's nothing to say. You're not going to come up with something that, you know, changes the outcome or makes it better. Right. Um, and so just our presence is 
so affirming. Like when I went and I crouched down, you know, he had his head down and I crouched down to kind of get in his face a little bit to just say, um, you're not making it up, Mm -hmm. you know, like how you feel it, you're not, you know, you're not wrong to feel right. the way you feel. And that's when he really, you know, kind of started crying, but, the, but it's, you know how, like when you're about to cry and someone Thanks hugs you help, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you had to deal with the aftermath. I'm like, Hey, Hey kid. Um, but when you're about to cry and someone hugs you and then it's like, Muh, you know, when there's something about hearing that you're not making it up, you know, that this, this really does stink right. that it was like, okay. I have permission to feel my feelings. Right. And and I think the the um the other part is it's us dealing with it and then how do we deal with the people that made the mistake, right? Because like I mean, I was frustrated and angry for much of yesterday. But mm-hmm. it's like at the end of the day, it's like they heard wrong. People hear things wrong. Yeah. They made a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it, it it sucks. I wish there was a way around it. I wish there was other ways that it wouldn't yeah. have happened, but it happened. So that this is the part where it's like, I can't change it. Not let it go. You know, like, so in dealing with my kid, that wasn't good enough. Like that explanation isn't good enough. We can't change it. We're just let it go, kid. Like, no, 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 that, right. that doesn't fit there. But I think it does here. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing to do about it. You know, um, I think that you could say how you feel, you know, um, that would, if, if, so a lot of times I will, as a, a peacemaker, I will try, well, what I perceive as peacemaking, I will not say the thing to the person in hopes that, um, it will just, you know, create some harmony. But what it always happens when I have something to say and am not saying it is that it just creates a war within myself. Mm-hmm. So if it, this is something that's going to create a war within yourself, that's going to tear you up, then, then how you feel probably needs to have some airtime, even it's, if it's very politely in an email, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know if I can do that well, which is why I'm not doing it. You have an editor. You have, <laughs> a, you have an editor as a really good friend. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I think what I do is often healthy and sometimes unhealthy. And it's again, it's a, I guess it depends on the situation or whatever, but it's like, once I am done feeling the feelings, like I felt very deeply yesterday, mm-hmm. lots of different yeah. emotions. Yeah. And it's like, I just, at some point I just gotta like, just be done with it. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't, I don't, I don't have closure in a lot of things in my life. Yeah. It's just over. Right. And sometimes things are just over and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't see any benefit. Is it compla- a, like complaining about it? Is it a good over? You know, like I would like to, again, this is not heaven, but I would like to think that everything can come to a peaceful end, even if it is an end. You know, and so if every time you see someone, a ref that made a bad call, are you going to have turmoil? Are you going to have angst? People who have been listening to the show for a few years know this isn't new. I got thrown out of a basketball game by a ref. So it's not like I know. But if you saw him at H-E-B, are you going to have feelings? Like, are you going to like, I'm done. done Okay, so you can let it go. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think like I'm much more calm and at peace today than I was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, I might Good. be the next few times I see the P 
people that made the incorrect call. I might be a little frustrated. And the next time I hear about the national spelling bee on TV, it might bring up some bad feelings. But it's not like it's going to ruin my life. You know, like, yeah. I, like, I think if I get into an interaction about this, it will become an altercation and bring back not having peace when I'm already like pretty much almost there. Okay, I hear that. And when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. However, I think you may underestimate yourself. I think you are a very good communicator in tense situations. Uh, with so. people that I have relationships with and care about. <laughs> That's your experience uh, of You this. care about your kid's school. You do. Yeah. You care about your kid's school. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that you are more than capable of doing that really, really well. but I don't want to. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, I, that's what it all boils down to because it's like, yeah, I'm a known person in the school. I coach for the same school. Like, yeah, I don't want to cause more ruffles. Like, yeah, the worst of it has already happened. There's nothing we can do about it. Like, but then in that case, you might be underestimating them. Uh, I don't think I can estimate them any less than I currently am. <laughs> They might really, I am ever the optimist and I love like these peaceful, happy endings, but I realize that, you know, that is not always the case. And anytime you reveal yourself like a vulnerability, because ultimately, I mean, really the email would be, Hey, this really hurt my son and, and, and hurt me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so anytime you reveal a place that you've been hurt, people can either hurt you more in that same place that you've revealed, or they can seek to heal it. And you can't control which way they're going to go. You can't control their response, but you can choose to be vulnerable and open and honest. And I think there's value in that. I think maybe it is my lack of hope but I don't don't think it's a 50, 50, I don't think it's a 50, 50 chance that it would be a positive interaction. I think there's a 90% chance it would be a negative interaction, which would only make things worse Mm -hmm. when I could just move on and keep the little stain of frustration that I have. That's this big, but I promise you if it goes any further, I will be much more. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I would just, as a, as a prayerful person that is committed to this beautiful church with you and school really um the first you know two aspects of advent being hope and peace i don't feel like that is a coincidence mm. so <laughs> it's funny because i didn't know what those two were <laughs> like my wife was like oh what's uh, she asked asking me as the the catholic yeah, person yeah. the speaker of the podcast uh-huh. what is the what does the second candle represent and i was like week two <laughs> like i don't know <laughs> Like, I knew what she was asking. We're halfway but, there. Right, yeah. yeah. It's almost over. Um, okay, we've only got a couple of minutes left. Uh, we've already talked about um, anxiety and me feeling all these negative feelings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but here we are moving into, uh, you know, n- not moving into, we're ha- over halfway done with Advent. We're, like, in the holiday season. Yeah. Um, and you had some thoughts about um, how do we not be seasonally depressed around the holidays? Yeah, well, I think that it's super common to... Um, look at your current circumstance and think that the holidays are going to make it better. It's like, we've been sold some fairy tale lie. I blame Hallmark. I don't know that like that Christmas is going to make everything magical. And somehow, you know, the family members that annoy me are going to get a lobotomy and I'm going to win the lottery. And so there's not going to be any financial stressors. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, fill in the blanks a million different ways. Like calories don't count all of the sudden. It's, and so what's really funny is that if you were in a Christmas movie, you would have been engaged to your husband and left him for a cowboy. <laughs> He's the good looking military doctor. Yeah, yeah. He's the bad guy in Christmas oh movies. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, that was never off the table when I was in LA. I'm like, Hallmark, I got you. I, um, so Lifetime, yes. Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by that? Because what I heard was cowboys were not off the table. I don't think that's what you meant. No, no. I will, thank you for clarifying, Taylor. Look at you taking care of me. Like, I will be in your silly Hallmark movie. Mm. I will push the fairy tale. Okay. I will, I'll do it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I think that we think that the holidays are going to make everything better when really what it does is I think it puts this little spotlight on a lot of the things that are wrong, you like, know, like a star over a stable. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were warned. Um, so I think that there are a couple of things that I've been able to do to help kind of counter that because last year was a really all caps bad year for me. It's interesting, by the way, to look back because, you know, we measure just in time and to like think back exactly a year ago and holy moly, I was in a really, really rough spot. And so um, this year I've just done a couple of things to ensure that that's not the case. And so I got done really early. So like I did things uh, far in advance to help lighten a load um, and just avoid some of those stressors. I've also been trying to keep um, routines. Like when I get, when I don't have enough sleep, I always get a little wonky, like just my balances kind of start to tip. And so I've been trying to keep normal, healthy routines and getting good sleep. And then Says the woman who uh, admitted earlier, she's up until 3am. I know stressing, <laughs> worrying. Um, and so I just, I think that there are some things to do to keep things in a holier perspective. And the third one, I was just going to give three. I try not to give advice because I suck, but. Uh, number three, stay tuned. After stay a week of these tuned. <laughs> <laughs> I would never do that to people. I need peaceful closure, clearly. Um, and but... I need money from commercials. <laughs> <laughs> but the third one is I forgot. So we're good. We really can stay tuned. Are you serious? Yeah, it's okay. It'll come in a second. We've come full circle. Podcasting has broken you as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I talked a little too much. It ruined and your you talked too it much. We this fought. We hugged. It's good. It's good. Anxiety, depression. This is our last advent show. <laughs> ah, what a hot mess. This was really good. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, it's perfect. I like you. <laughs> We're not, we're not your typical <laughs> Advent Catholic, you know, dreamy Hallmark oh we have, show. We have to end this. You just got so, you, you kept talking and getting further away, away from, the, from the mic. Oh my gosh. You want this thing. What, what is the advice that I give you every time for the microphone? What is the verbiage I use? I don't know. Like, do you want me to make out with it? Yes. I want you to be making out with Well, can I tell you what happens as we film is that I'm trying to do what you tell me and then it bops me. Go back and watch and you're going to see me like flinch because this thing has assaulted me. You're a grown adult woman. <sighs> I'm Taylor Schroll. That's Allison Sullivan. Sullivan. I'll be back next week. She'll be back in a month. See? I'm still thinking of my third thing. It's over. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. Merry you can't Christmas, be done with me. Allison. You can't be done with me if I'm done with you. Merry I'm Christmas. done with you. Merry Christmas. <laughs>
you guys for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, one of the things that we talked about on today's episode is the feedback from the listeners. If you'd like to get in contact with us, um, you can contact us uh, through email, the website. That's all there at ForceyCatholic.com. But we'd love to get to know you and have some interactions with you. Uh, the best way to do that is on our socials, at Forte Catholic on Facebook and Twitter, at Taylor Stroll on Instagram and Twitter as well. Uh, we're also on TikTok, at Taylor Stroll, but, you know, I'm just kind of throw some stuff up there. I'm not a TikTok star like Allison Sullivan, but um, Twitter and Instagram is the best way to get a hold of us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, what you love about the show, uh, ideas you have for the show, we'd love to get your feedback. So thank you guys for watching and listening today. We hope that you enjoyed it, and we will see you very soon. Love you.